Baconcell. James Baconcell. No, Mr. Baconcell. I want you to die. Your other one, too, Joel. Which other one? You know, the singing one. Oh, the one I was doing before? Yeah. Let the sky fall. Let the bacon sail. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally worth it. (laughs) I would like to see bacon sail. Like, why have we never taken advantage of that? Like a like a boat? The actual act of sailing, yes. Oh, my gosh. That's what we're going to put bacon sail funds toward? We're going to buy a boat. With a bacon and and sail on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bacon-colored sail. It's really tacky. Or a sail actually made of bacon. Yeah. That would, 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 that that would stink. We'll just name her bacon sail. And yeah. I don't think the wind would really help. No, I don't think it would. Flapping through the bacon breeze. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Sail, everyone. Yay. I'm Jacob. I'm Kent. And I am Joel. We're glad you're here listening, and we're going to be talking today about who is the best spy. Well, meaning like between Joel and myself. Yes, I'm the best spy. I think I'm the best spy. I think I found where you lived. Uh, Well, you didn't know. That's true. (laughs) But I was standing right behind you when you were looking in my window. I don't know what that means. That sounds creepy as well. That that sounds a little creepy to me. In honor of the Mission Impossible release, um, we're going to be talking about who is the best spy in a whole bunch of different categories. Well, and by the best spy, we had to limit it because there are so many yes. spy movies out there yeah. that we kind of went with the big three, being James Bond, Jason Bourne. And Austin Powers, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's what you're going to say next. <laughs> and Triple X. <laughs> no. Wait, what? No, it's that, it, what's his name? What's his name? It is like Zan, it's Xander. Xander, yeah, yeah. Xander. Wait, Triple X, family friendly, please. <laughs> what are you Vin, talking about? The Vin Diesel movie. Oh, yeah, family friendly. No, let's the one keep, that, let's the, not mention that. The one that was the, pre- <laughs> the, the prequel for The Pacifier. <laughs> no, I, I only saw the sequel, Triple X Part 2, with Ice oh. Cube. Yeah, with Ice Cube when he was when, when he was in, in that movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. when, he, when he showed up. I remember That's that. terrible is what that is. Oh, his name is Xander Cage. Cage. That's a cool name. That's right. Yeah, I love the name Xander. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Uh, That's where you got the name from. No, no, no. It wasn't Buffy after all. From Buffy. But yeah, Jake, uh, Jake and I saw Mission Impossible Rogue Nation without mm-hmm. Joel. It was and, very uh, painful. Was it? They they actually just drove off laughing at me and waving. <laughs> well, like, the bullies, said, like the bullies in an 80s movie. I was like, Joel, hey, you want to go to a movie? And, you know, we kept uh, driving the car a little bit forward every time we'd get <laughs> oh, close. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then they drove off. Yeah. No, I was not able to attend. And so I had to take these guys on their word that it was the best movie of the entire summer, which is what both of them said. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that might actually be true. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm not disagreeing. This yeah. summer has been pretty terrible. Yeah, what what beats that? I mean, early stuff in the summer. If we're talking like Mad Max, then yes, that beats it. Is that counted as a summer movie? Uh, I was. It was May. Yeah. April or May. Yeah, it was May. Hmm. All right. So, so, but yeah, otherwise the summer's been really weak. So when a a great, a movie with great action, but with not a great story comes out in its Mission Impossible, it's one of the best movies of the summer. Well, you always know what you're in for when you go to Mission Impossible movie. It's going to be fun. There's going to be gadgets. There's going to be action. Tom Cruise is going to do something that's going to put his life in danger. It's going to be a good time. He actually did a couple of cool stunts. Yeah. Um, like that pole he climbs up backwards. I mean, that's not really a spoiler. Whoa, but that, that, I don't think that was the movie, Jacob. It was. It was. <laughs> that was Kent in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing as well. The local club. Oh, after. Yeah. oh I also watched, and as, as I told you guys already, a... Um, not A, the Mission Impossible pilot, TV pilot. And yeah. they actually had a throwback in the movie to the pilot. Really? Yeah, which was, which in, was fun. In the most recent movie or in yeah, the first movie? Yeah, the most movie? recent movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, to the pilot. So if anybody's... Can uh, you say what it is? Well, I don't know if I should... Well, it's uh, it's just a recording store, record store uh, okay. dialogue. 
Yeah, it was it was a fun little throwback. So that's cool. Anyway, oh, I did want to mention. Uh, I would like to thank our listeners uh, for the interaction we got on the video game episode. It, there was a lot of back yeah. and forth on social media. It was a lot of fun to hear your favorite video games and and ones that frustrated you the most. So thank you for that. Thank you for participating both on baconcell.com and on our Facebook page and on Twitter. It was a very good social media episode. What it, what it means is that we'll have to do another video game episode, probably for sure. It's it's going to be difficult though because I mean. Like I said, I was a gamer. You get a little further along. PlayStation no, was still no, good, no. but you get a little further, further along, and I'm going to be out of my element. I, I have a feeling that in 2010, you were part of, like, this PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 conference. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much we don't know about you. Yeah. I'm a mystery because I'm a spy. I'm a ninja. Speaking of spies. Yeah. All right, so I will give you guys the first category. And hey, so here's what, here's well, what they're going to do. Yeah, okay. And was yeah. there a survey as well? That was sent out? There was a survey sent out. Okay, are we going to use that at all? No. No? Do you want to give a little precursor then, Ken? Just a little brief summary of what happened? Yeah, that's a good idea. Give us us an overview of the background here. So there was a survey sent out, and it was was a while ago, and it wasn't entirely only spy-based. All these three guys who we're going to mention, Bourne, Hunt, and Bond, are used, but also Jason Statham, Mm -hmm. just because he's cool. John McClane was on there. No, no, John McClane. He should have been. Uh, but just no, it's just Jason Statham and Liam Neeson. What the heck, Mark? Yeah, I know, <laughs> Dan. right? Dan. Oh, yeah, Dan? we can blame yeah. Dan. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it was basically all these bad A's, if we can say that on the on yeah. the show. <laughs> I was gonna say you posted that survey without uh, without asking me first. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it was going through many of these categories, and we added a few of our own. But it was you know whatever anyone answered, it was kind of like. Ranked five to one. Who have these skills and who doesn't have yep. these skills? So basically, a shout out to Dan Carpenter, who created the original that inspired what we're doing. And yep. you can find it on our Facebook page. The, the survey is still there if you want to take and there's it. And there's a bad word. There is a bad word in the title. <laughs> it's not family friendly. Sorry, Joel. I don't know many bad <laughs> donkeys out there. <laughs> All right. So as Kent mentioned already, he's gonna we're going to rank the, the top three. Uh, we're going to be Bond, Bourne, and uh, Hunt. And so we're going to rank them in order for each of these categories. And the first category is going to be hand-to-hand combat. And so then what's going to happen? You're going to give us a category. That's and the category. And then Kent and I are going to discuss it and see if we align. Yes, we're going to see how the defenses. alignment comes. And then I the argue like we will for the most part. We should. I think there might be some little, a little bit mix-ups here and there. But yeah. I think overall, I think we're going to agree there's going to be a lot of handshaking and a lot of hugging. <laughs> yeah, there's always a lot of hugging. So we can kind of kind of post show on that. Post-show. You think that went okay? I think so. Hold me. <laughs> All right, Joel, let's hear from you first. Okay, hand-to-hand combat. My rank... Are you starting at the bottom or are you starting at the top? I'm debating which way to go because I was, I was going to say Ooh. one, two, three, and then... Bottom. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Yeah, right. start from the bottom. Should I defend each one or should I just go three, two, one, and then put in a defense? Yes, defense yeah. after. Okay. Then I'm going to say hand-to-hand combat goes from three to one. Number three, bond. Number two, hunt. And number one, born. Uh, and I say this because... Born, even when he doesn't know what he's doing, he knows what he's doing. Like when those guys come up to him at the very beginning, he's like, no, back off. Boom. Knocks him out. Doesn't even know what he's doing, but it's just instinctual. That's how good of a hand-to-hand combat person he is. I'm actually really glad you've said that already because I was afraid both of you were going to hate on Born, and I was going to have to say, no, I really think he wins hand-to-hand. No, Born. I was going to say Born is fine. My brothers in particular love Born and hate the fact that I don't worship him. I don't bow down to the altar of Jason Born. But the truth is, I think Born is good but i don't think he's any sort of james bond like he's not that good so <laughs> i'm gonna get so much in trouble for saying that just for saying that that but he's not great that he's not great they want me why to, 
It's the same reason you get mad at me about Man of Steel. <laughs> the fact that you love Man of Steel and yeah. not only like it infuriates you. It's, it's not. Okay, do you needle your brothers when you're talking about Bourne? Because with me, you needle me. I do. You I dig them. and dig and dig. That's never happened. And then you're like, but it's a three and a half star movie, maybe, or three stars <laughs> with you. And I'm like, oh, you hate it. <laughs> Well, I, that, that's the same thing with my brothers. They love the Bourne series, and they're constantly wanting me to watch it. And every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, that was, that was fine. That's See, good. to me, the Bourne series is like kind of like Toy Story. And I think I'm going to get in trouble with both groups of people now. Okay. Where if you've seen one movie, you've seen all three. Essentially the same plot. Well, except for the Bournes has kind of an overarc thing going on in that trilogy. No, it doesn't. It's like Treadstone, Blackbriar, uh, there's someone else involved. That's the arc. Yeah, it's like there, there was someone bigger, but remember, you're going to have these weird flashbacks. But it's finding out who he is. No, he, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. <laughs> In fact, I dare you, I dare you to walk into a room when someone's watching any particular Bourne movie and name the one they are watching. My brothers could probably do that. That's gross. <laughs> That's really gross because I walk in and I'm all, oh, is this the uh, Bourne Sanctimonious, whatever it's called, or the Bourne... <laughs> You know, oh, man, I thought I was going to be born bashing. I didn't know Kent would be doing. <laughs> no, I actually me. really don't like born. Really don't like. I him? don't like born. Really, I think they're, and I'm going to get in trouble with your brothers, which is too bad because I feel like they were on my side for a while. It's <laughs> <laughs> over now. It's over now. I think they are average action movies, but they're good political thrillers. I mean, like the born identity is so predictable. I don't think it was predictable. It is predictable. How is it predictable? Just, I mean, you could telegraph when he's up it on the way. roof, like pointing the sniper at her. You're like, I saw that coming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to my list. Okay. So, uh, it's going to say, you know, Jason Bourne. He knows what he's doing. Even he doesn't know what he's doing. I think that's very. He's a good fighter. Or they're very good at editing his fights to make Matt Damon look like a good fighter. Oh, cool facts. Sorry to interrupt you again. No, it's fine. Uh, I saw in the extras, he actually fought in slow motion, and they sped up oh. the recording. That's how they actually Kind of like those. Colin Firth in Kingsman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they, they yeah. recorded oh, that it slow was down. super sped up, and it looked yes. awesome. Like, it, it was, was cartoonish. But, uh, and then number two, Ethan Hunt. He, he can hold his own in a motorcycle joust, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> motorcycle joust. <laughs> Dude, he can do backflips with doves flying in the background. Yeah, that's very difficult. I feel like we're going to re- refer to Mission Impossible 2 way too much in this we show, and I think will. that's unfair. Well, it's only, it's only because it's the most mockable. Yeah. Well, we do have true. a category for that. Okay. Well, so, we do. We do. Yeah. And then I, I feel like Bond is mostly hands-off. And he's usually, like, doing wrestling, like, grabbing and grappling and then karate chopping when he's hands-on. That is hand-to-hand combat, though. It is, but I'm just, in the world of Bonds, it's mostly hands-off. It's mostly him setting up a trap and someone going into it or him, you know, shooting. It's not hand-to-hand as much. Except I would argue that Daniel Craig is very hands-on. Are we counting him as a Bond? (laughs) Oh, tell us your feelings (laughs) about this. Daniel Craig is the James Bond franchise trying to be born. Because, okay... Triple X came into the scene, and they actually have an opening scene in that movie where there's a guy in a tuxedo in a club, mm-hmm. and everyone notices he's a spy, and he gets killed, and then Triple X walks in, and he's like, you know, this cool new spy. And yeah. I feel like that was them trying to say, yeah, we're the cool new spy, and I prefer the gentleman spy. And it seems like since then, they've been trying to go against the grain and be like, no, no, he's not the gentleman spy. He's, he's you know, kind of this rough-around-the-edges guy who's being molded into a gentleman or something like that. I don't know. But it just feels like... Daniel Craig is not James Bond. He's Jason Bourne. He looks good in a suit, though, right? Define looks good. (laughs) 
We, we've already, we've already, I mean, Jacob told me to go there. Stuff. He looks <laughs> good in a suit. Jacob has already pointed out that Daniel Craig and Jeremy Renner basically kind of have that same lumpy type face that doesn't really work. Wasn't that you that said that? I did. I did. Although, yeah. I, I'm the one that turned, termed it Quasimodo. Yes. Oh. Yes. Kent is the, the coiner of that. I wasn't yeah. going to go that far. <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> but, yeah. but I feel like it, it's not that gentleman's spy look. And I don't know. I, I honestly don't really see Daniel Craig as an attractive man. So when girls start drooling over him, I don't understand why. He's really. not an attractive man, really. Although, he does look pretty good in a suit, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at Kent while I say Almost that. Any, <laughs> no, no. Almost anyone looks good in a tuxedo. Almost anyone. I said almost. Yeah. So there's my three. Okay. It goes, yep. uh, <laughs> I can't do it backwards or forwards. I don't even know what. So Bond 3, Hunt 2, Born number one in hand-to-hand. <clears throat> excuse me, in hand-to-hand combat. Okay, mine is uh, Bond 3, Hunt 2, Born 1. Uh, <laughs> this you is know, how the show is going to go. <laughs> the reason for this, it, it's one word. One word. Magazines. Oh. The fact that Jason Bourne can grab a magazine and take down a hitman, take down an assassin with a woman's, you know, or a good housekeeping yep. magazine or whatever. I was actually going to bring that up later because that's more of a weapon, Kent. I'm just saying he's useful in close quarter uh, situations. Yeah, he's very good with those quick cuts and quick edits. Oh, uh, and we'll go into that, which is kind of what drives me crazy with the Bourne series. Okay. Um, but yeah, the guy can use anything. And yes, you're right. It is weaponry in, in a way. Mm-hmm. But he could stop anybody. I think he could beat Bourne or yeah, both Bond and Hunt. Whoa, whoa we're pitting them against each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, absolutely. That's what makes it fun. I, I honestly think he could take down uh, Daniel Craig. Jason well, Bourne could. Yeah, he probably could. Or yeah. Matt Damon. Probably no, not. Matt Damon. Matt take, Damon. Take, oh, you think Jason Bourne could take down Matt Damon? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Whoa, this Matt, is like a Clark Matt Damon Superman versus Daniel on. Craig. Oh yeah, no, Daniel Craig. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> Second. That's well, the Matt funny. and Matt Damon, he. It just weirds me out that he's an action hero because he doesn't look like an action hero. Yeah. Well, he's, he's a little doughy. Well, that's why. Fair. <laughs> that's kind of why it worked, though, because it was like, who's this innocent looking kid? Of course, he doesn't look that way anymore. But, you know, by the time when Born Identity came out, that's kind of how he looked. Yeah. Anyway, well, I guess there's not much contention on that one. No, no not no, at all. No, no, I think there will be. I think it's going to be more of a discussion on these because I don't think Kent and I are going to get too passionate about the all fact right. that Born isn't that great. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, listeners. Your brothers are going to be mad. I'm not, not going to be invited to the next family party. He just won, though. So, And here's what I want to find out through this podcast is if there is a clear winner for each, maybe it will change. Because I do have a favorite, Spy. Yeah. And maybe it will change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And we would invite you to play along at home, too. So on mm-hmm. each one of these categories, just rank it. Bond, Born, and Hunt. Yes. Bonnie Hunt? Bonnie Hunt. <laughs> she would beat any of these guys. Yes, she would. I love Bonnie Hunt. So clever. <laughs> Which spy would be best at recovering their kidnapped daughter? <laughs> this, this is a wild card. This isn't the category. No, it's it's not, so we're not including Liam Neeson. Yeah, right? I just made that up. Yeah, because uh, what is his name in that franchise? In the Taken franchise, it's like Danny Castle or something like that. No, Danny I'm just Castle. kidding. I don't remember. Just this is calling Danny. Right Danny now. Taken. Well, because he's Liam Neeson. No one really knows. His yeah, it doesn't even. Isn't like Frank or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Look here, Brian. Brian Mills. Oh That's yeah, it is Brian Mills. Name. There's a forgettable spy name. He's not. Is he really a? Spy? I think spy names are meant to be forgettable. I mean, you're not supposed to know, i.e., hey, what's your name? Bond. James Bond. <laughs> what a, wait a minute. We've been looking for you everywhere. Thanks for walking into our casino. I love that. I love if someone was like, someone's like, what's your name? Brian Mills. Oh, okay. That's boring. I don't, mm, I've already forgotten about yeah, you. Yeah, I've already forgotten your name. Well, and I think that we all agree that Taken is the only good one of that series, that Taken 2 and Taken 3 and Taken 4 and 
Uh, that. Taken 4 is not out yet. <laughs> but you're right. It's <laughs> take Out, I think is what that one's called. <laughs> taken okay. 4, Take right, Out. You take this one off. It's going to be High Speed Chase. Okay, High Speed Chase. Uh, my number three is Born. My number two is uh, Ethan Hunt. And number one is James Bond. That Basically, no one beats James Bond. I mean, he is known for cars. The Aston Martin, everything. Mm-hmm. A lot of his movies just start out with, with you know, some sort of car chase yep. or whatnot. I mean, most of the time, and correct me if I'm wrong, unless this car turns into a boat, he doesn't really need tools or special gadgets to really take anyone down in a car. No, he's a great driver. Unless it's like invisible. He's a, he's a very and, good driver. You know. <laughs> and now, now I'm thinking about all the crappy things his car has turned into. They do, and they have all those little, they do have cars with gadgets and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to disagree but, with you completely. But, you know, one sec. Uh, just but like Skyfall, for example. Let I, the sky fall. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> I like that it kind of went back to, you know, old school James Bond vehicles. Yeah. And yeah. it did for just a little bit. And I was like, that's a nice throwback because we're not getting that in this series at all. Wait, Scott, no, it was Casino Royale with that amazing car accident. Oh, that was awesome. That was fantastic. It was. And it was so sad to see just that beautiful car trash like that. But yeah. that was a great car chase. Yeah. And then I would say Ethan Hunt because motorcycles. I mean, <laughs> the guy can do anything on a motorcycle. <laughs> Once again, Mission Impossible 2. No, well, this new one you'll see as well. Oh, he's got a motorcycle chase yes. in that one? Yeah, there's actually, it's kind of a funny moment, and this isn't much of a spoiler, I don't think, but no. he's he's just been in a, he's in a car, mm-hmm. and the car's been wrecked, and he's he looks, you just see him look over at a motorcycle, and it's like, hmm, and you're like, yeah, he's going to go get yeah. a motorcycle, and then the next he's just driving. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think Ethan Hunt's yeah. that good of a driver. I mean, you see him in number four, he drove that car right off the parking lot, <laughs> <laughs> and then survived. Uh, like a four-story crash no. head-on into the ground. Mission Impossible almost has Fast and Furious rules, where if you do a head-on collision in a sandstorm, mm-hmm. you're fine. You can walk out of the car. Right. And everything's Sandstorm? Okay. <laughs> sandstorm? No? Okay. What? No. <laughs> Just let him go. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and then the reason I don't like Jason Bourne in any sort of car chase, because he's good. They show him driving through little tiny cities with small streets and everything. I'm also going to take off my dad with this conversation. I just um, the I can't watch the scenes. They are unwatchable. I don't want to watch them at all. I would disagree with what, you on what? that. No, yeah. Because they're, they're cut so... Yeah, like I get a headache. Watch. It's like watching the first 20 minutes of Moulin Rouge. Whoa! <laughs> Do not bash on Moulin Rouge. It, like there's, It's so much... It just feels like sugar being thrown at you in Moulin Rouge. And with this one, it's just like, quick cut. Was that his hand in the car? Like, why did I need to see that? Was that a tire? It just shows everything. And, and at the same cars time... cars or tires in Moulin Rouge. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in the Bourne series, like they, they kind of pride themselves on the, the car chases. And they're... Ugh, they're gross. Yeah, they're... Well, okay, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Okay. Because we both have the same number one. I mean, James Bond has an amazing array of cars. I mean, obviously, the Aston Martin. He also has Alfa Romeos, Audis, Bentleys, BMWs, Jaguars, yeah. Land Rovers. He has Rolls Royce. I mean, there's so many beautiful cars in the series that over... It's obvious that he is the best car chase person because he's he has one in every movie. Yeah. So it's that quantity that just beats everyone. But I will say that I think Jason Bourne's better at uh, high-speed chases than Ethan Hunt. So for me, it goes Bond is number one, Bourne is number two, Hunt is number three. Because Hunt, like I said, he crashes a parked car, and then he gets in these you know car chases that are short, but it's mostly motorcycles. Whereas I feel Jason Bourne, one of my favorite things, and I will say this, I like the car chases in the Bourne series. You do? Because they feel somewhat more realistic in that... It's not this two beautiful cars, you know, driving side by side on a mountain and stuff like that. This is a, usually a pretty credit car, 
and then he's getting in car accidents and the car actually takes damage. Like I love that there's one scene in particular where he wraps his arm around a seatbelt as he's about to do an impact just so he can prepare for it. And I was like, that's something I could see someone who's, you know, experienced in this, in this, these types of situations could do. Uh, see, I got a seizure just by watching all well, the quick cuts. And it is, it's is—it's very quick cuts, and I will say, its I, I put in here, he's good at small bursts of car chases. <laughs> no, I feel like they just filmed him sitting in a car, and then just moved <laughs> the camera so fast that it looked like the cars were moving but down no, the street. You're in, they're in the car in the Bourne series, and when they're smashing around, you feel it. And so that's one of the reasons I gave him yeah, a little You feel more. something. I, I felt sick. You feel sick about a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here's a question for you. We all didn't right. bring in the transporter, so Jason Statham. Like, what if he's in this mix? How, do, how does he do? I mean, not quite a spy, but I think Jason Statham, I want to say he's a spy so he doesn't come beat us up. <laughs> Honestly, like... All right, don't like, beat you guys up. <laughs> I mean, a hand-to-hand combat, I think Jason Statham would be pretty up there. No, absolutely. No, the yeah. guy's trained. Like, in actor world, if we were to put you know, Pierce Brosnan, um, uh, Tom Cruise, and... Matt Damon in a room with Jason Statham and told him to fight, Jason Statham yeah. would come out. He would, he would murder <laughs> yeah. them There's all. no question. Yeah. And then Chuck Norris would walk in and destroy Jason Statham. Oh, Chuck Norris. <laughs> but yeah, just saying Transporter. Character from Transporter. I, I think he's good, but I don't think he's a Bond. Not Bond level? I, I would put him at like, you know, 1.5, where it's like he's... Yeah, he's always in a car, but I don't remember anything great about it. No, he did. I mean, Transporter he did, is his thing. He did, he did <laughs> follow a semi full of, you know, <laughs> like... Drive a car. <laughs> he did drive a car up a ramp, twisted upside down, so he could knock the bomb yeah, off the bottom yeah. of his car. Okay, on a crane. that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool, but it's really I don't know. I, I might re- have to bump him up. Oh, I remember so going. You sold it, like while I watched yeah. that scene. All right, so okay. there we go. Car chase. We both agree. Bond number one. Yeah. Okay. We, got, we, we agreed almost entirely on the last one. Yes. So, okay. All right. Who's got the coolest gadgets? Uh, once again, that's so hard. But Joel, I'll yeah, let you start. Joel's Is it first. that hard? Is I mean, it it, it's hard? hard because we're we're agreeing, <laughs> and that's what I hate. I know. I thought you were going to go with one we might disagree with, but I mean, you say gadgets, you think James Bond, you think Q. I mean, there are so many different gadgets throughout the movies. You don't that think it's, Simon Pegg? No, uh, no, not as much. Um, but I mean, the spike umbrella <laughs> for your eyes only, the bagpipe flamethrower, and the world is not enough. They have all these ridiculous things where it's just like the shark inflating pellet <laughs> from Live and Let Die. <laughs> Wait, how did that work? <laughs> God. Do you know? Yes. Yeah, so it's like, like they, you, you shot a shark and then it inflated? The yeah. shark inflated? Yeah. So it's like this anti-shark gun that you, you fire these big silver pellets of compressed gas and then it will blow up the shark. And so he, I believe he uses it on a person, if I remember Don't right. give the shark a name. That would be terrible. <laughs> Don't give the shark a name. But I mean, Bond, it's totally about the gadgets. There's so many gadgets in the movies and they're all a lot of fun. I mean, and it's funny how some of the gadgets from the earlier movies are normal now. Like when he did that little... Um, when he builds this little heliplane out of a little kit and stuff like that. It's this little one-person heliplane kind of thing. That kind of stuff exists now. Is that a thing? Well, I mean, in the sense of these personal aircrafts. And so I feel like a lot of this, especially a lot of the technology of the early James Bond has kind of become yeah. normal now. It's like, oh, you can control a car with remote control. That was obviously a later one. Yeah. But, but still, it's like, yeah, you can do that. That's Tell me this. If you ever click a pen... Yes. Do you feel like it's going to explode, or do I, you ever go... I do the clicks, and then I say, I'm invisible! Every time? <laughs> Every time. That's annoying. I count the clicks, too. But gadgetry <laughs> Bond is number one, that. obviously. Uh, Hunt, I would say, is number two for the masks alone. And then I like the red light, green light gum. There's the, the little compact airbag that uh, Sawyer from, uses in the first of the number yeah. four. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite things in that movie. Yeah. Then they had the screen that followed the eyes and made it look like it was, a, you know, they were able to walk forward and making the person not be able to see the entire hallway. It, I think they have good gadgets. And then Bourne, he makes do with what he has, 
but most of his gadgets are low budget. It's like okay, if like I, a magazine. If I tape this battery to this duck and then put it over <laughs> here, it'll turn into a bomb. And it's like okay, go for it, Jason. Bourne's gadgets are his fist. I mean that that's pretty much it. He punches. Yeah. And he may no, attach he, a battery I mean, to a duck. He does little improvised stuff where he like he'll get a cell phone and turn it into like you know he's basically kind of a MacGyver where he can make stuff work, but it's not really gadgetry. It's more of kind of you know MacGyvering. Yeah. And, that, well, and that's why the movies are kind of different. I mean, you have Bourne, who is a CIA agent, who is basically on the run for his safety the whole time. You just described so many movies just then. <laughs> I know. He's ex-CIA. He's black ops. Black ops. Former military. But he's on the run, whereas, like, Ethan Hunt is always, you know, much like Bond trying to save the world. Ethan Hunt, in every movie, is disavowed and has to work outside of the realm of IMF. Every single <laughs> hey, time. Well, hold on. Are you like talking about Jack three. Bauer and CTU? Well, no. CTU, he, he was... <laughs> I was we episode. should mention Jack Bauer. We should mention Jack Bauer. And we talked about Jack Bauer. And it's weird because we were saying, well, he's not really a spy. He's more of a soldier. And then Kent brought up the fact that, you know... He's about as much undercover as James Bond is, and we were like, oh. In fact, more. Yeah. Because he's always trying to be a Russian or whatnot. He'll always go in and infiltrate some organization. Right. Even though he probably has the most recognizable face to any terrorist organization. <laughs> he is the face. Oh, it's Jack Bauer. <laughs> Good morning, Jack. No, no, no. I'm, I'm Dimitri. There's no time. <laughs> Take it, Chloe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and so I, I just agree that it, Jack Bauer... Would fit in, I think. If we, I think he would be in the top five, we'd say. But it's just weird yeah. to think of him as a spy. I guess. I think he is because he does have the JB in front of his name. You need that. Yeah, James you Bond, need that. Jack With Bauer, Ethan Hunt Jason does Bourne. not have that. Ethan Bunt. <laughs> yep, Ethan Bunt. <laughs> Forgot about him. Uh, All right, Kevin, go uh, for it. Sadly, I agree completely with Joel. Yes. Yeah. You want to give any more reasons or any more gadgets? No, I mean it's just. I mean, you watch a movie like Austin Powers or Kingsman. When they show gadgets and it, it's kind of fun, it's all in reference to Bond. It is. Reference and reverence. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like Karate Kid. When you think of Karate Kid, you think of the crane kick. When you think of gadgets, you think of Bond. It's just the way it works out. I don't. I, I think of uh, Karate Kid 2 with the uh, the drums. With, with Karate Kid. With, with, with the drums? That's what you think of? Yeah. Not the move? And, oh, hell, you know. <laughs> I think of Karate Kid 2. I'm sure you do. Throw back to Old earlier episode. episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is episode kind of one. Vein, but who... Is the best with weapons, weaponry. All right, so my number three is Ethan Hunt. My number two is Jason Bourne. Number one is James Bond. And I feel bad making Bond the champion in a lot of these, which hopefully will change uh, coming soon. But it's just... Well, why does Bond win that? Because I'm not so sure he I should. think he was just about to say that. I know he wasn't. With weapons? Yeah. I mean, I think of him as a gun guy. Basically. Not a gun-gun? <laughs> no, not a gun-gun. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> He's gonna kill Dr. No. <laughs> But he is, he's ready to shoot. Shoot first, ask questions later. And I think that's consistent throughout the series. My dad actually got really mad at uh, Tomorrow Never Dies because he's a big James Bond fan. Yeah. But he got mad at Tomorrow Never Dies at the point when, uh, at the part when, spoiler alert, Terry Hatcher dies. Mm-hmm. And he's very upset. And then he catches the guy who did it and he takes, the guy's pointing a gun at him. He, Bond grabs the villain's gun and kind of maneuvers his hand. It's a very twisted version on Stop Hitting Yourself where he puts the gun to the villain's head and then pulls the trigger. My dad was like, nope. James Bond wouldn't do that. And I was like, what do you mean he wouldn't do that? And he's like, he doesn't shoot close range. Like, he does, he's yeah. just a, it's like an assassination, whereas he would, like, push him out a window or set him, set him up so he blows up himself or something like that. So, Well, I think he'd still shoot someone. Oh, no, he shoots from, but it's like from afar. It's like, yeah. pew, pew, pew. So, which is why I had Bond losing the hand-to-hand combat, because he generally doesn't get into those situations. Karate, jump! He's always from afar. Yeah. yeah. You know, whether it's sniping or whatever. And 
anything he has can be used as a weapon, whether it's like spikes in shoes, something that explodes. Or a magazine. It, it kind of goes alongside with gadgets as well. Not magazine, which is why I'll give the second place to Jason Bourne because he can use a magazine as a weapon. <laughs> Once again, he can use probably a bicycle as a weapon. Yeah. A bar of soap. Yeah. And probably he would, shoot he would somebody. Sharpen, you know, sharpen he would, a bar of soap. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he use a pin at some point? I'm yeah, sure he does. Yes. Yeah. He stabs someone in the hand, I think, or something like that. Anyway, I'm going to completely agree with Kent. Ah, boo. I know. So much agreement. <laughs> but no, I, in my research, I discovered that Ethan Hunt does not even fire a gun in the first movie. And it was. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was reading up on it, and it's like. Wait, not even at the end? No, there's gun pointing. He always points a gun, but he actually never discharges a firearm. I think it's what the, what they were saying. And See, I thought that was so interesting because I was like, whoa. And I feel like we should bring that up because Mission Impossible is much like the TV series Infiltration. Right. Yeah. It's a heist movie. It, yeah, it's yes. all heist. Which it should be, and it shouldn't be a bunch of gunfights uh, on a sandy beach or, you know. Once again, <laughs> stop it. It's just Mission Impossible 2 more than made up for it when he's sliding across the floor with double guns and doves fly by. And I was like, oh, goodness. But, okay, so... <laughs> you just can't help yourself. No, I can't. I really can't. It's all right to bash. But, no, it's just interesting to me that Hunt doesn't even fire a gun in the first movie. And, and actually, throughout most of the movies, he's avoiding fire more than giving fire. Yes. And that, that is true, once again, in this movie. Yeah. He's trying to get away from the shooting and, and to get something done. Now, I put Hunt... No, no, excuse me. Born as number two because of the magazine. He's good at improvising. Whatever's around him, he can use it as a weapon. And then I put Bond as number one because he's always got the best gun in the room. Yes. Especially on N64 Except for when you have, have the, the golden gun. No, but the man with the golden gun, that's well, actually he, a movie. I know. He didn't I'm have talk, the gun. But I'm just, he usually has the best gun in the room, especially on N64. Because <laughs> I would always get Bond with the golden gun one shot. Boom. Oh, yeah. You're dead. And he always used plenty of explosives <laughs> and held the gadgets to knock people out. And so I think weaponry-wise... I'm going to say Bond. Um, and I think we should mention, this also is not a spoiler. There is a, uh, a woman named Rebecca Ferguson in this new movie. Spoilers. Rogue Nation. <laughs> I know, right? Her name. Is it a character name? <laughs> no, or it's the, the actress's the name. Actress name. Rebecca Ferguson. And she's awesome. Like, if we're talking, like, hand-to-hand combat or gunplay or anything, she probably also overrules is Ving Rhames? Is Ving Rhames in this movie? He is. Because that was the only other rotate. That's the only other character I think has been in every single Bond movie. Or every single Mission Impossible movie. He wasn't in three. He made a, didn't he make a cameo at the very end? In four. He wasn't in three at all? No. Nope. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up. All right, you guys keep look talking. That up. All right, well, let's go to the next category. That's going to be who would win in an old-fashioned foot race. <laughs> I love how you pitch it. It's like an old-fashioned foot race. A good old-fashioned foot race. Like they're Although, getting their, like, you know, old-timey <laughs> suspenders on. They actually and have to have a... Uh, a burlap sack around their feet <laughs> when they do this. And then to be tied to something like else. Thing Rames is a Mission Impossible 3. Is he? Yeah, I was pretty sure he was. Yeah, okay. I think he makes a cameo at the very end is what I think that one is. But I'm pretty sure he's in all the Mission Impossibles. And, and can we just say, uh, we'll get back to the foot racing just yeah. to say, Mission Impossible 3 thankfully revitalized that franchise. Is because we had, you know, Mission Impossible 2 in 2000. And it is what it is. It's not a great movie. Yeah. It, obviously, one of Joel's favorites because he keeps referencing it. <laughs> but J.J. Abrams like was like, let's try this again. I think this could be fun. Well, Tom Cruise came to him, actually. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After he saw the pilot for uh, Alias. Really? That J.J. directed. He was like, uh, I want you to do that. And like almost, if you watch the pilots Alias and Mission Impossible 3, there's a lot of similarities. Like It opens on a torture scene. They both have Carrie Russell's eyes exploding. that part disturbed me like it disturbed me because it was so just 
realistic, I That's guess. That's what makes me sad about the uh, third and fourth movie. It's like, hey, Carrie Russell's in this movie, or hey, Josh Holloway's in this movie. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was really sad when Josh Holloway was killed. Yeah, because so he seemed like he'd be a great character. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, like, I he's love, doing something besides Sawyer. I love that compact airbag. It was really, I don't know why, but for some reason, having a You airbag, want one. You want like a backpack. Because it was so cool. He jumps on the building. You're like, what is he going to do? And then he throws this thing down. It's like, what is that? And then he turns around, shoots the dudes, and then lands on an airbag. Yeah, it was like, awesome. Genius. Great opening. Yeah. yeah, so, but uh, really, Mission Impossible 3 just revitalized everything. And I remember right about when it came out, people were debating whether Tom Cruise is still a superstar. They're like, he's crazy. We don't want him in our mm-hmm. movies anymore. We should get Brad Pitt to star in these movies. No. And they wanted a side by side of like, we'll introduce Brad Pitt and then he will be the new lead. So and Tom Cruise will go. They're trying to pull a Jeremy Renner, is what you're saying? Well, Jeremy Renner, but they've also known that Jeremy, as you'll see in this movie, Jeremy Renner has a place. And it's not the new Ethan Hunt. Nope. No, no, I meant Jeremy Renner in The Bourne Legacy. Ah, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. Okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, foot race. Joel, I think you're up. Yes, I, I am. I want to clarify, too. This is an urban foot race. They're not just like, you know, trying to... This isn't a just a bunch of cash. guys outside an office building yeah. running as fast as they can. <laughs> no, no. It's not <laughs> um, Okay, well, I'm going to say number three is Bond, because he's always going to get on a, a car or a plane or a jet pack, and he's going to find a way to transport himself without having to run too much. He may do short bursts, but that's about it. Born, he's always on the run, so he needs to run. And so <laughs> That's so stupid. I know. That's dumb. <laughs> it's that's so the tagline <laughs> of the next one. I he's think. always on the run, so he needs to run. And I was gonna say, <laughs> Ethan Hunt. He's always running and he looks good doing it. That Mission Impossible three run is fantastic. It is. Like it, it's just he said he I think he had to do eight takes on it or something like really? that. Really? I can't remember I can't remember the exact number, but I remember thinking it was multiple takes and I thought that would get me so winded. But Tom Cruise is like the six billion dollar man. He is. Yeah. The guy, I mean, he's 53, I think, now yeah. or something like that. And he looks great. Like, I can barely do push-ups now because my shoulder hurts. So <laughs> what did you do to make your shoulder hurt? I don't know. I'm you just that up old. too fast? I don't <laughs> Exactly. I'm an old is what it comes well, down to. I mean, to. for 53, like I mentioned, he did some cool stunts in five. So yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, see it. it's, it's impressive. So, yeah. There you go. Foot race. It's going to be it's gonna be Ethan Hunt. See, for me, at number three is Jason Bourne. I never saw him running. I saw him sitting in a field trying to avoid a sniper fire. But he's always on the run. He's always on the run. He never does it that well. He's always on the run. Jason Bourne. (laughs) No, no. Remember he's running like rooftops, jumping into buildings, stuff like that? That's Jason Bourne. Parkour. Parkour. Yeah. 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 No, Parkour uh, category. See, and I, I think, Joel, you're actually, my number two is Bond. I think you're forgetting, and I think you try to forget, the Daniel Craig. Are we including him as Bond? We are. <laughs> because it's the most recent, obviously. Yeah, the opening to Casino Did you, Royale. Yeah, the opening to Casino Royale. Sorry, no, the, the parkour in the building. That was it fun. It is awesome. It is. It's one and of it best. goes on for a long time. Like, it it's does. One of the better scenes in the movie. It is. Probably the best scene, honestly. Really? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's such a strong opening. It's one of the best scenes of James Bond, period, I think. Yeah, and and you're right, though. It does go so against character that it's not what we know of Bond. Right. And that's where they they said, we have to change this. He can't be running in a tux, you know, jumping on a crane and swinging and everything. I'm okay with James Bond occasionally being in his, you know, his cabana wear. (laughs) It's like the, you know, the island shirt and the white (laughs) pants. I'm okay with that. It's fine. But he just, I don't know. Daniel Craig looks good in cabana wear. He does look good in cabana. <laughs> Kid thinks he looks good in most, everything. Most people look good in cabana wear. Really? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but I think, you know, that movie kind of proved that Bond can be versatile. And, and that's really the benefit that Bond has over Ethan Hunt or Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Is played by more than one actor, right. written by more than one, you know, a group of writers. It, it's changed through the decades. Can I, can I give you guys a little pop quiz here? Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to throw this on you, Jacob, but, you know, you're all about the curveballs. But this is actually, I'm quizzing you two right now. All right. So... 
This is going to be obvious, but who's been around the longest? What do you mean? Which which of these three? Bond, Born, or Hunt has been around the longest? Ooh. Uh, born well, sucks. Bond. Was <laughs> <laughs> your buzzer just born sucks? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kit, go ahead. Uh, I want to say Bond. I want to agree with Jake because it's it's like 54 years, but I'm going to say Curveball, Mission Impossible. Well, no, it can't be because he's saying Ethan Hunt. And so. Ethan Hunt is not in yep. the original Mission Impossible series. Yep. True. Oh, he, but wasn't he a side character? No. As far as I can not tell. Not at all? Based on the research I did, Ethan Hunt. Yeah, he well, Okay, I'm getting, I'm getting the later stuff here. So, shh. So, you say Bond? You are correct. Bond is the, has been around since 1953 in the novel. Hmm. Now, the question is, who's next? Is it Jason Bourne or Ethan Hunt? Well, if you say Ethan Hunt is not in the series... He's not in the original television series. Yeah, but I mean the Bourne Oh, then books. it would be Bourne. Because I mean, Robert Ludlum wrote the Bourne books probably in the 70s and 80s. 1980 was when okay. uh, oh, Jason wow. Bourne became a character. I didn't realize it was and that old. Ethan yeah. Hunt... Yeah, I didn't either. And then, Jason, and then uh, Ethan Hunt came around in 1996 in the film. He was a creation of the film. Huh. But I thought that was interesting that, you know, Bond has been around. And that's what, talking to your point, is he has that legacy. Like, he's basically Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> he's a time lord. It's true. Uh, and so he has all these different characters and this vast legacy of all these things, which is why he continues to win all these categories, because he has the quantity. Have you seen the reports on how many people he's killed and how many women he's um, seen? Kissed. And <laughs> have you seen those? Mouth. I have. What, it talks to, what I saw one that talked about all the STDs he should have yes. because of all the women he slept uh, nearby in a bathing suit. <laughs> in his cabana wear. Family friendly. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't even taking it down that dark path, but you were. It just came out. When you talk about Bond, it's just... <laughs> and then you just can't help but say STD. No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Aww>. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. I love that kind of stuff because really, I feel like Bond, and this is the way I feel the movie should go. They should go a little bit deeper, and it should almost be like Doctor Who where a new guy comes in, let's say Clive Owen is like, you know, walks into MI6 and they're like, your code name is James Bond. You're 007. And then he walks through the Hall of Fame and he sees all the guys that have been James Bond before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it should be more of a... Like a like a Dread Pirate Roberts kind of thing? Yes, exactly. It should be more of a role and a code name rather than, hey, I've survived this many incredible, you know, just climaxes in the movies. You know, just... Yeah, I would love that. No, I think it'd be fun. Yep. And I also do like I do like the theory that uh, James Bond is a time lord. I think that's hilarious, and I think it actually is very fitting for what it is. Yeah. All right, so, but my number one foot race, and it's not even Ethan Hunt, but he is a great runner. It's Tom Cruise. No one runs better than Tom Cruise. And he runs in every movie. He runs in every movie. In this movie, I counted, it's four times. Four times? Yeah, four times. He runs to chase, and he catches an airplane. <laughs> like, he... He catches an airplane he catches while running. An airplane. That's how fast he is, Joel. He's pretty fast. He's, and that's the scene where he grabs onto the side. It's ah, right at the beginning of the movie. So yeah, they give it to you right at the beginning, which is pretty nice actually, because you know it's coming. So. Yeah, but he does. He he runs after cars. He's a great runner. And yep. it's now when you see Tom Cruise movie, even if it's like a, even if it were a romantic comedy, Jerry Maguire, he can be running down the street. And you're like, <laughs> yep, that's my guy. Oh man. Okay, so we're going to change the pace a little bit with the categories. It's not necessarily about our characters, our spy characters, but the but the movies. So who has the best theme song? All right, I'll start. Uh, please, no- please do, Betty Lee. Betty Lee? It's a Fletch reference. Okay. <laughs> Number three is Jason Bourne. Uh, the Bourne series has the third best theme song. Does it even have a theme song? <laughs> it does. Extreme Ways by Moby. Could you sing Extreme Ways? <laughs> 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 
Could you at least try to get the YouTube clip real quick? I'll pull it up. I am so terrified right now. I'll pull it up. Suddenly turn a deliverance in here. All right, did you find it? I did. Oh, it's an ad. Hold on. So talk about the theme while I do it. All right, so the Bourne series doesn't really have a theme song, which is too bad. I feel like a theme song makes everything kind of more iconic, and I feel like... Oh, here we go. That's right. <laughs> it sounds like a pig getting slaughtered. <laughs> this is, uh, just to give you an idea, like, just how much my brother loves this movie in the movie franchise, this is my brother's ringtone on my phone. When he calls, this is the song that plays. That's funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it should be your voice going, Wee! <laughs> He's in a work meeting. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, there's, there's that one. You know, and that's fine, but it's a Moby song. You know, it wasn't really composed for the Bourne soundtrack. Are you basically being Eminem right now? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> listens to techno. Well, yeah, yeah. It's Moby. Yeah. No, uh, it's a fine song, but it is third best easily. My number two, and this is where I think the, uh, yeah. the argument's going to come from, is the Bond theme. I just got slapped right <laughs> in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the theater of the mind. The Bond theme is great. Dun 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 dun. It is great, and I love. Actually, when I hear that song, I see you know, I see the uh, the gun. I just see the gun going boom, 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 and then you know, James Bond walks into the view, yeah. shoots it. I love it. But it's number two. Number two. Because if, you were, if you're a kid and you, for example, or me being an adult playing like a kid, and you're acting like a spy, what song do you sing? The Kronk song. <laughs> when you're sneaking? Yes. You sing the Mission Impossible song. Oh, you're right. You That's mean this true. song right here, Kent? Don't do it. Don't play Limp Bizkit. Don't, Don't you do it. Don't you do it. You're a bad person. You're right. I do this one. I know why you want to hate me. Because hate is all the world seems to seem lately. No, you walk around. Turn that song off, please. This is the Mission Impossible theme song. Turn it off. This is Mission Impossible 2's theme song. The, the movie one, which is written by the uh, other two guys in U2, which I think is the official. So you're talking about the original, like the Adam Clayton. Uh, yeah, Mullins. Yes. Uh, and that, and I mean, it follows right along with the TV one, but if you're sneaking, you go, dun, 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 That's what you sing. It's not, dun, 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 You don't get the surf guitar out. I'd like to tell you guys something about my past. Okay, here we go. Another revelation. So, long story short, I was part of an assembly in high school where we had the Cardinals, where our was our drill team. And so we had an idea for an assembly to come out as the Cardamels, like this parody group of guys, and we were going to do a dance. And, of course, this was 1996, 1997. I can't remember exactly when it was, but we did. We danced the Mission Impossible theme song. So there's a video of me out there dancing to the Mission Impossible Can theme song. Can we find it and put it on Facebook? Um, mm. No, but I <laughs> do have it. You have it? Then let's do it. No, I'm not putting that out there. Can you give us a little, like, for example, was it the movie song that you yes, were dancing yes, to? Yes, it was that Limp song. Biscuit? No, no, it was, it was the Adam Clayton one where it was like, you know, the good Mission Impossible song. 
and we did a dance to it. Was it interpretive? Like, I'm trying to understand. No, no, no it's just, I mean, it's like a drill. Can you do it for us right here, even though this is a podcast? <laughs> no, I'll show you the video later. We're like, duh. Dun, dun. We had a military part where oh, it was okay. like dun, 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 the whole arms thing and stuff like that. We had the drill team actually choreograph it for us, but it's a very good song. Was this for an assembly? It was <laughs> for multiple <laughs> assemblies. So cute. <laughs> yeah, we had shirts and everything. <laughs> Shout out to my, all my Carta males out there listening. <laughs> so that's your number one then because you it isn't. hold so true to that song. No, because oh. the thing, okay, born number three. Wee! <laughs> Wee! I like the song. I actually have no problem with the song, but it's not like an inspiring theme song of like, all right, I'm going to go get bad guys. And I think that the the classic and catchy tune of Mission Impossible, that dun 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 dun, dun it's a great one. It's fine. But when it's it comes to it's, it's great. No, no, it's fine, but it's like heist movie it, music. When you're sneaking around, when you're a spy going out to kill people, I want the James Bond music. Dude, a spy is literally about sneaking. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, but it's espionage, it's you murder. You don't want to sneak while you're a spy? No, I didn't say that. It sounds like you said that. Shut up. A little bit. (laughs) I'm talking while I'm thinking. But a spy spy is basically a gentleman ninja. (laughs) That's what we're talking about. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) Gentleman ninja. But but the thing thing about the James Bond is every time I hear that music, and I love both that it has the the surf guitar. (laughs) But then it has the horns of. It's so fun. It's brassy. It's amazing. It's good. No, it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, in fact, <laughs> have you danced to that one? Are you yes, still? Oh, Joel? <laughs> yes, I have. The, the one at the end of Tomorrow Never Dies. The I love remix. that we're getting these Joel history stories. Yeah, it's basically okay. what this podcast is turning into. So, but the one at the end of Tomorrow Never Dies, the the Bond remix. I can't remember what it's called, though. But uh, I actually, we did, that was our second Cardamel's dance was to that song. <laughs> so I did both bon- James so Bond and Mission you guys stayed Mission in the Impossible. genre. We did. And I have to admit, they were both entertaining. Did but. you do an Austin Powers one? No, no, okay. we didn't, no. That's a shame. Yeah, it's too bad, but... <laughs> the Cardamels. Yes. <laughs> That's great. All right, I think we're good with that. I think okay. knowing knowing that Joel has danced to both of those songs oh my makes, gosh. Me, makes me really happy. I just realized that that theme song, the James Bond remix one from Toronto Never Dies, is actually by Moby. What? I, my mind is blown this right is like now. Inception. This is the song right here. <laughs> yeah, Come I don't, on! I remember that yet. Oh, it's great. This is a great one. Huh. Yeah. What? Hold on. I'll give it some time. Okay. Kind of seems like he's done nothing with it. All right. <laughs> it's great stuff. I'd rather li- listen to Limp Biscuit sing Mission Impossible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, pull, I'll pull that one back up. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Because hate is all the world's... What, is, what does he say? Life is a lesson. You learn it when you're through. <laughs> like some of those... It's just... I gotta, I gotta look up the lyrics now. It's ridiculous. Don't do it. We're hey. trying to record a podcast. Fred, Fred Durst says profound things. Okay? What? <laughs> you gotta have faith. Yeah, Fred Durst is about as... He's about as profound as, L, as uh, LFO. He did it all for the nookie. <laughs> Family friendly? People don't even know what that means anymore. That's such a 90s reference. (laughs) This is terrible. These lyrics are awful. Will you you speak? Will you say them as Sean Connery? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Follow me into a solo. Remember that, kid? So what you gonna do? And where you gonna run when when you're staring down a cable of a mic pointed that you grill like a gun? Limp Biscuit is rocking the set. It's like Russian roulette when you're placing your bet. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Keep going. Keep, keep going. No, 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 no. Please do. We spent so much time with this. Please keep going. Okay, this is the part I wanted to read, actually. So 
And everybody want to run, want to run. Everybody want to hide from the gun, from the gun. You can take that ride through this life if you want, but you can't take the edge off a knife. No, sir. <laughs> yes. It's, these lyrics are terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I, Sean Connery will now be part of every show. I hope, I hope not. <laughs> All right. I'm so happy right now. I'll take stores for 600. <laughs> that's, that's S words. All right. So where are we at on this? Right. On the We're going to talk about who is the most likely character to settle down. Well, I think we know which one is not most likely to settle down. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joel, would you like to start? Oh, sure. Well, number three is Bond. I mean, the guy is never, he's never going to settle. He's married to his job. He's been doing this for 24 years. He movies. got married once. He did. Yes. But. And then she was killed. Exactly. And it never worked out. He's never settling down again. I, no, I don't think right. ever will. And oh, can I say that that really is what bothers me? What not? One, it's one of the things that bothers me about the new Bonds is they keep wanting to connect all the movies because he can't get over Vesper Lind. Yes, yeah, who's not that hot? But um, Eva Green's pretty good. So but in the, a dark, torture, it's all Bonds, sort of way. Yeah. It's all that standalone kind of stuff. You know, it's just hey, villain of the week, villain of the week. You no, know, whatever. But now they want to have this overarching kind of oh, here's Bond's backstory, and oh, this relates to this other movie. I'm like, no, give me the monster of the week kind of thing. That's what I want. Which is weird because it, usually in TV shows you want the opposite. You want the first season to be Monster of the, Monster of the Week and then you right. want a, a strong arc. Right. An, ar- an arc pulls the series together. I agree with you, though, because I think that was the problem with Quantum of Solace. Is are, that we, it, are we including that as a Bond movie? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, once again. Worst Bond title ever. The worst Bond title ever. It was awful. What does it even mean? Even worse than Ghost Protocol. That which, wasn't a Bond one. Well, Mission Impossible, Ghost oh, Protocol. Yeah. Um that movie built so much on Casino Royale and actually had a third part. They meant to wrap that up in a third part, but that movie did poorly with critics and not as good with audiences. So they said, oh, we're done. Good. And then they're like, hey, but we got this good Skyfall idea where Bond goes home. Let and he's, the Skyfall. Where Bond is Kevin McAllister. And we're going to go back <laughs> into his past. <laughs> the Home Alone house. <laughs> that's what re. That's pretty much cool, what it was. Cool movie. But, like, when he's Kevin McAllister for real. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that good. I'll give you to the count of ten. <laughs> okay, so that's Bond. He's never going to settle down. Uh, Ethan Hunt, he's number two because he tried it. He did. And then he had to fake kill off his wife. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And uh, then she appears and he's still there. So He's I stalking her. He, he would want to settle down, but I don't think he's going to. He, he knows that people in his life will be hurt no matter what. Yep. Him and Tobey Maguire both know that. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Parker knows. And then number one is going to be Jason Bourne because I think he just wants a normal life. He doesn't want the spy game. He wants out. I think it makes him kind of dumb, though. He wants a normal life, but he's never able to actually get a normal life. Like, he hooks up with the girl in one. Lily Sobieski? Basically. No, no, no. Franca Potente. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I had for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it's okay. Yeah, but then, then she... Spoiler alert, dies. Yeah, right at the beginning of two. Yeah. Right. Which is, Which is weird shocking. because they pull him He actually sends her away, you know, like Iron Will style. <laughs> you know, leave, no, go. Yeah. Go at the end of one. And then he's like, well, I'm done spying now, so I'm going to come visit you and I'm going to work a band of clothes. <laughs> and then right at the beginning, Carl Urban comes and, you know, they do yep, that. Judge yeah. Dredd comes down. <laughs> yeah. And kills her. But then, I mean, after it's all over, I think he just wants to settle down. So that's why he's With my number Julia one. Julia Stiles, though, like, he, he's got bad taste. Is it? Yeah, it is Julia Stiles. It's not yeah. Lady Sobieski. No. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Good call, though. <laughs> Get those mixed up. I was wondering time. why you said Lady Sobieski. Uh, is she still a thing? No, I don't think she's alive anymore. Oh. She might be. 
Sorry if you're listening. No, I think I think Bourne has got it all wrong. I think he is the most likely to settle down, but I feel like he'll get married six times and every every wife will die. Yeah, and he'll keep trying. Oh, that's yeah, because he's just so lonely. You know, it's <laughs> he is so lonely, he's so needy, and he's like, let me tell you about Treadstone. Lily Sobieski's still alive, everybody. <laughs> okay, thank you, Joel. I was really worried. I can't believe I got Lily Sobieski and Julia Stiles mixed up. Oh, my brothers are going to kill it's me. It's like Meryl Streep and Glenn Close. Like they're never in the same room at the same or time. Or like the Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino. Yes. Like those that trifecta and uh yeah they get mixed up in my head so i think actually ethan i don't know who, who's more smart about the monogamy thing is it uh ethan hunt or james bond because james bond is clearly he doesn't care did you say james bond or james spawn <laughs> james bond okay just making sure well james spawn we're talking about settling down so he probably has kids in every country on the planet. Likely, yeah <laughs> why do i have these amazing powers mother <laughs> Is that a junior Sean Connery? Yes, it's a little baby Sean Connery. Maybe that's why there are so many James Bond uh, characters. Could be. Because they're all, all kids of the original Sean Connery. James Bond Jr. Do you remember that cartoon? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, I also, I think Hunt is smart. He's actually not in it for romance all the time. There's always, like, a lady. I, I hate to bring up two. I hate to stop bring it. it. To. No, no, stop no, but, bringing it up. This isn't. A, it's a bad movie thing. It's just they tried to make. Uh, oh, uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah, they tried to make. Oh, her, I miss Tandy Newton. Yeah, yeah. She, and she's a great actress, but they tried to make her like this endless love style. Like it's like they were so much in love when really they weren't, and they yeah. forced into it. And then he's fighting for her as if this was you know the love of his life. And then next movie, gone. Yeah. In fact, but one thing that's not really the the emphasis here, which I think is great, is romance. Uh, Jake even said, and I won't say exactly what he said, <laughs> but once this movie ended, because there is a pretty prominent leading lady. Mission Impossible 5. Yes. And Jake was like, oh, that movie could have used a little bit more uh, wink, wink, nudge, romance? nudge. Romance. Hand-holding. Romance. Could use more romance. Jake, mouth Jake kissing. you pervert. What? <laughs> is he mouth kissing? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's, he's into the mouth kissing. Right on the yeah. mouth, Joel. <laughs> the weird thing is the first time Jacob got a kiss, you know what he did? <laughs> he started singing Moby? That's probably yeah, true. Pretty much. Or he pulled that Lysel from, from The Sound of Music after she got kissed for the first time. But, you know, I, I like that romance isn't the central thing because I thought that was the problem with 2. And even 3 mm-hmm. to a little bit. Like, I didn't want Ethan Hunt to settle down. No. It's good for characterization, but only to a point. Well, and you know, you know if there's any sort of romantic interest, and this is, the true, this is true with Bond, this is true with Morn, and this is true with Hunt. But if there's any romantic interest, she will be taken hostage at some point. Yeah. And they'll have to fight for yeah, it. It's almost a little tedious to that. Is. But I do love how almost every Bond movie has, like, the good girl and then the femme fatale. Yes. I love that little dynamic they have going so on So you there. want them to continue that? I think it's fun. It's it's a fun trope that I don't mind seeing in every James Bond movie. In fact, when they don't do it, I'm like, well, wait, where's the femme fatale? You know, where's the where's the bad girl? Because there's a good girl and a bad girl. Yeah. yeah typically, I'm, more, I'm just disappointed he, Bond doesn't end up with the bad one. Because <laughs> sometimes I prefer the bad one. You wanted him to go with uh, On a Top? <laughs> No, in that one, that's Famke my favorite. Jensen. Wait. My favorite Bond girl is in uh, Goldeneye. I love her. That's what I said. No, not not on the top. Oh, oh, the actual Bond girl. Yeah, she was. She was adorable. What she happened was to her? Adorable. Uh, I was going to say though, Ken, what was the name of the the actress from before J- the Jason Bourne's girlfriend? Uh, Franca Potente. <laughs> now I want you to say that, and then on the top's the actress's name that plays on the top. I want you to say those together. Okay, hold on. What's her name? Famke Jensen. Yeah. Franca Potente Fanka Jensen. <laughs> I think you just cursed in Dutch. We come to the school. That's how do you come to school in German? Nice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, we talked too much about romance there. Yeah. Bond is doing his thing. 
and Hunt is being smart and Bourne is lonely. I think that's a, that's the summary right there. Wait, so what, what would you put as your number one then for Settle Down? Oh, number one is Bourne. Okay. So, we, he's so, so we agree. He's so desperate. <laughs> she wasn't even that cute. Matt Damon. <laughs> oh. Franca Potente. Hey, hey. Carlo Gugino. Ah, Gugino. You watched yeah, Wayward Pines yet? What so was the other one? Her? Oh, Imogen Poots was yeah. the name we were saying. <laughs> Imogen <other> Poots. <laughs> That's another actress. Look her up. She's adorable. But Imogen Poots. Uh, the new Bond girl is Leia Seydoux. Leia Seydoux. That's lovely. And Monica Bellucci. If you really love Carla, Gugino, as you say. Gugino. And you'll be watching Wayward Pines, which is over now, so you can watch the whole thing. Oh, good. Imogen. Okay. I think we're to our last category, right? Are we? Uh, what's the last category? <laughs> I think it was Best Villains, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we didn't do that one. Or we have Best Villains and Best of the Series right. left. I thought we had Worst Movie, too. We're not done oh, yet. Worst of the Series. Worst of the Series. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Best Villain, Worst of the Series. All right, Joel, you go first. Now, did we say Best Villain or Best Villains? Uh, villain. Because I got a, I was under the impression that we're talking about which series had the best villains. So yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, go with that? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I'm going to start with number one here because it's going to be Bond. Once again, the history. I mean, you have... I don't think you need to say two or three. Well, I, I do because okay. I have things I want right, to say. So go with Bond first. So Bond, you know, he has a legacy of amazing villains. He has Doctor No, Goldfinger, Blofeld, Jaws, Odd Job, like all these characters you know and love as great villains. Hunt, he's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is a gr- he was a great villain in number three, uh, and he's got John Voight, he's got Dougray Scott, he's got all these other characters. Mm-hmm. Jason Bourne has um, the government. <laughs> Himself, yeah, most people would say the government's <laughs> big. His feelings, mm, Clive Owen. There was a Clive Owen. Yeah, for a little bit. Yeah, but I'm just saying, Bourne didn't really have any villain that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the villain. It's basically the man. Yeah. So there's mine. It's basically, yeah, bureaucracy. Yeah. Is in government organization. Yeah. So kind of dumb. It's all about Bond. Yeah. I mean, Bond has villains that match him and are just as recognizable as James Bond is himself. And I think that makes a great series. I hope they continue that. I, it was funny with Skyfall, once mm-hmm. again, also counts as a Bond movie. Does it? It does. Who's in that one? Uh, yeah, Daniel Craig. <laughs> Is he Bond? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I loved I loved the villain in that first time I saw it. Now I'm kind of like, that was a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the reasons I love the Kingsman, or Kingsman, the Secret yes. Service, is because, first of all, they had the kind of the overtop villain, and he call, he says he says at one point, I love those old Bond movies with the over-the-top villains. Yeah. And he is an overtop the villain, and I love that, and I love that they have the sidekick with the swords for legs. Gazelle. It's amazing, yeah. and it was so fun to see that again, because these new Bonds are taking themselves too seriously, where it's like, well, you know, this is a villain, but he's got a troubled past, and so that explains kind of where he came from. And, and what I'm worried about in the new movie, which is kind of references Skyfall way too much, mm-hmm. is that they're going to use Blofeld again, and I think it's unearned. Yeah. I don't think we need to see... Well, and Blofeld now is not Blofeld of old. No. He's not that oh, we know, cat-petting, yeah. maniacal exactly. laugh kind of guy. Now that we have a Dr. Evil, I don't think they can ever go back to that kind of megalomaniac. No. But they can. They just choose not to because they want to be taken seriously instead of being a campy, tongue-in-cheek, fun ride like Kingsman was. I think it needs to find a happy balance. Like a, like a, a good medium right there between dark. Because this is stuff so people are getting shot at. Yeah, honestly, Ethan Hunt. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that would be me providing a summary, but yeah, that we was have good. another category. That was a good, that was a good comparison. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do the next category. The final category? The final it's category. the final category. Okay, I'll start with this one because I know Joel has his feelings. Joel <laughs> always has his feelings. Um, I think feelings. The, this is the worst movie, right? Are we going worst movie? The in, worst movie of the series. Yes, of the series. Of each series. All right, number three is Born Legacy. 
Uh, I know we haven't really referenced that besides the Jeremy Renner Which mention. Legacy is Jeremy Renner. Okay, yeah. the, the, yeah. the story of Born Legacy is, hey, let's show a lot of pictures of Matt Damon on the news. Let's talk about Jason Bourne getting in mm-hmm. trouble. Let's show a bunk bed with his name carved into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about all that's born related, other than the fact that, that the government is the enemy. Right. And it, Jeremy Renner is, is kind of cool. The story is not embarrassing. It's a, it's a good one-time watch. They kind of midi-chlorined it, they to did. be honest. Yeah. yeah. They took this this mystery of Jason Bourne and turned it to, well, this serum and da-da-da-da-da. And, and that's where it gets stupid. Like, I, the movie's so dumb because literally, if he doesn't take, keep taking these drugs, and this is what happens at the end of the movie, he'll get dumb. <laughs> Like, it's not like he'll the turn, world's going to end. He'll turn into a guy, and the normal guy, but he'll know how to shoot arrows really well. <laughs> yeah. And he'll join the Avengers. You know, I mean, like, it's like, I remember he's riding a motorcycle and slowing down as he's going at the end of the movie because he's like, I'm forgetting to ride. What am I riding? I don't know. I need the blue serum. <laughs> what is this, motorcycle? <laughs> and that's, that's the point. I hope I don't get dumb. Yep. And I think that's so stupid. But... It is still the third worst, which makes it the best one. It's wait, it's the third. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this the third worst of the category. Number two is Mission Impossible Two. Uh, we've talked enough about that. Sadly, it followed. I mean, Mission Impossible One came at a point in the '90s where remakes were going like crazy, like TV remakes. Oh yeah. And it made it credible. Everyone's like, "Dude, Mission Impossible is awesome." It's the only one of that era. Like they had all those TV remakes, and it's yeah. the only one to really succeed and have a franchise. Yeah. I didn't think the Mod Squad sequel would get off the ground. No, not at all. But you know, it, it made Tom Cruise even bigger than he'd already been. You know, he's one of the biggest stars. Literally, in his hair was huge. Well, it did get bigger for two yeah. or longer. Oh, super long. But then you know, two came out, and you're like, oh, John Woo's cool. I love Face Off. Oh, that's he went like full John Woo, mm-hmm. not even halfway. Yeah. Never go full John Woo. And he did a motorcycle joust. And honestly, what drives me crazy about two is you can't trust any scene you're watching because in every scene, someone rips their face off. Yeah. And that's it. And you're like, oh, okay. And John Travolta's under there. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, once again, John Woo. Yeah. We're going to take your face off. off. I, can I say one thing that I liked about number two? Yeah. Is the knife part. The knife. Yeah. And I say like in a very loose way because I really, I have an eye thing. I don't like stuff near my eyes at all. And that part was horrifying for me. And the fact that they had a real knife attached to a cable, that's what it was. It wasn't a CGI knife. It was a real knife, a real eyeball, and they got it really that close to his eye. They just had a cable that would stop it, which, of course, my mind goes, what happens if the cable snaps? But yeah. that part, every time, just gets me. It makes my, it makes my uh, palms sweat. I'm just talking about it right now. I got them, actually. <laughs> and that's what I love about the, uh, the, the Mission Impossible series. Yeah. Is they're trying to go almost Jackie Chan with them where these stunts are actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And also, I will say that number two did have a very funny bonus feature featuring Ben Stiller. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Really? What? It's like a oh no, no, I've seen that. It's, yes, it's, you know Ben Stiller is Tom Cruise's stunt double that won't go away. He's and climbing the mountain. You know, yeah, he's right it's there. So like he keeps <laughs> jumping in for stunts he doesn't need to, and it's really funny. If you haven't seen that, go look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. And, and I like Do Ray Scott or Do Gray or however you say. Do Gray Scott. Do Gray Scott. I think he's a good villain. I think he was in, he was in a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's like Pierce Brosnan. I feel like Pierce Brosnan is one of the better Bonds, but he had some of the worst Bond movies handed to him. Yes. And so it's not his fault because he, he really fit the role quite well, in my opinion, but just was given a, a, a bum rap. Which yeah. brings us to our number one, or my number one, which is Die Another Day <sighs> is the worst spy movie ever made. Can you tell us why? Well, first of all, remind us of which one that was and then tell us why. So Die Another yeah. Day was Pierce Brosnan's final Bond film. And, I, it, you know, I've read it. Who's the Bond chick in that? Uh, it is Halle Berry as Jinx, and um, 
I forget the other one. I forget the, the bad one. one. No, that no, it was wasn't Rosamund Pike. No, it wasn't. Mm, yes, uh, please look it up. I'm looking it up right now. The uh, Denise Richards was in the World Is Not Enough, which That's preceded it. this one, which was basically my honorable mention. Yeah, I was going to say that was pretty terrible. It was awful. I mean, they're sliding down an oil pipeline. Rosamund in... Pike is Miranda Frost. Okay, yeah, you're right. There we go. Oh, and Sophia Marceau is in World Is Not Enough. I, I always get them confused. Yeah. Um, I think Die Another Day is so terrible because it tried to be Triple X. And I mean the movie Triple X with yes. Vin Diesel as Sandra yes. Cage. <laughs> in Triple X, he's like snowboarding and they're like, I remember everyone being like, this is the new kind of spy movie. And so James Bond's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to snowboard too. And, and there will be a Brosnan. giant heat ray following me at the same time. <laughs> and I'm going to use a parachute and an invisible car and everything's in an ice castle. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. I love puns. I love puns. And this movie overdid it. Okay. There you yeah. go. All right. Well, uh, uh, my number three is, or is Born Legacy. Okay. My number two is Mission Impossible 2. What? <laughs> I hate this show. <laughs> and my number one was going to be Die Another Day. <laughs> okay. But then I went, you know what? I loved The Invisible Car, and I loved The Ice Castle, and I like the theme song. I feel like Garbage's theme song is stronger to Die Another Day, Madonna's Die Another Day theme song. Where also, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So you like Madonna's Die Another Day theme song no, and no, her no. cameo. No, I think that the the World Is Not Enough is a better James Bond theme song because it was more of a callback one instead of the techno remix of Madonna's Die Another Day. Yeah. Also, James Bond gets caught in Die Another Day. Also, um, no, no. Before, yes, before yes. you finish real quick, because um, I'm very curious. I think it's going to be The World Is Not Enough, right? It's going to be The World Is Not Enough. But I think Die Another Day started off really cool because he got captured. Yeah, and that was I fun. thought that was a cool beginning, and then he was tortured for about like, over a year. Yeah, that was weird. Like, that was and weird I to was see that. And I was totally cool with that until they traded him for a prisoner, and then this Korean prisoner became white. <laughs> you know, like a Rachel Dolezal style. Oh, no. He identified as white. Oh, come on. And he, he was, <laughs> it was just so stupid, and there were jewels in the face. It was... Yeah. That was kind of ridiculous. Yes. Anyways, go ahead. But I will say that the reason the reason I chose the world is not enough because die another day. I remembered him getting caught. I remembered the ice castle. I remember Rosamund Pike, and I remembered the invisible car. (laughs) Like how he said that. (laughs) But uh, the world is not enough. The only thing I really remember about that movie is how ridiculous Denise Richards was as a quantum nuclear. I can't even say some of the lines she says because they're inappropriate. They're so terrible. And so my choice for the world is it's the world is not enough because it's just such a forgettable. Bond movie. Okay. And it really didn't it didn't leave an impression on me at all. And I've seen a lot of the Bond movies and this didn't even have the camp as much. I thought it was just dull. So the world is not enough was not enough for me. And that's my number one. Nice work. Nice work. That was good. <laughs> Which is your favorite of the series? Can I go with that? I mean that's kind well, of big. We're kinda of low on time. If we go fast, that's fine. The favorite of the of all three series? Yes. Well, I got a, I, I, I love Mission Impossible One. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be one of my favorites because it was one of the, it was the first one I saw and I got so excited about it. A lot of my papers from back then, the names where you had to put the pseudonym for like English class, yeah. I didn't know who it was. Would I put Ethan Hunt and things like that? Nice. Also, I danced to the music. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> my favorite Bond. Oh, that's hard. It's got to be either Goldeneye or You Only Live Twice. Well, I'm saying, do you prefer Bond over Mission Impossible or vice versa? This is hard. This is a whole other discussion. It, it is. That's I'm going to say Mission Impossible. I think it's found the perfect balance of fun Bond with with the drama as well. Okay. It's thrilling. And even when you watch this new movie, you'll be like, oh, that was awesome. Like, the action scenes are great. Yeah. And well, I think even beat Bond action scenes. 
I don't know if this happened to you too, but I watched after after I finished the movie. It wasn't like, well, that was epic. It was like that was a lot of fun. Yes, but then the next two days, I kept thinking about it. Like I wanted to see these I, scenes again. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I wanted to see it again, which surprised and I, me. I think if the Bond franchise would not stop would stop taking itself so seriously and have some of these fun gadgets yeah. and cool moments, they could succeed. Oh, I also wanted to mention my favorite of the Bourne series is the one where he is trying to figure out who he is and the government's trying to stop him. Which one is that? <laughs> I think they call that the reborn identity. Oh, okay, yeah. Or okay. the stillborn identity. Oh, I forget. It's terrible. <laughs> That's basically how I think of him. <sighs> but we, we both agree. But at least we both agree that Mission Impossible and Bond are better than Bourne. That's what we're learning. <laughs> and I think we're going to upset people. We are going to upset people. And we, we encourage you to... to get, to loose your rage upon us, whether on BaconCell.com or on Facebook or on Twitter, because yep. we will be there and we will be responding. Yeah, we will, we will. And please rate us and review us on iTunes. Yeah, we need some more reviews on there. Yeah, get us some more reviews on there, and, you know, you, you can bash on how much we, we, you know, bashed on the Bourne series if you want. Yeah. But, you know, we always like seeing feedback. And, and if there's any topics that, you know, you guys as the listeners want to hear, like, we will always take topics. Yeah. We, anything pop culture related? We will take them and we will destroy them. Say it to Sean Connery. We will destroy them. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I think that's a wrap unless you guys have any closing thoughts. Nope. Lastly, uh, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at at 786Joel, or you can also see me at QuickWits at the Midville Performing Arts Center in Midville. And if for some reason you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me <laughs> at Jacob what? A. Rogers. I'll find you. <laughs> I Joel. will find you. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Let the bacon sell. Go bye bye. <laughs>